Chapters 22 through 31 of Who is the Rich Man that Shall Be Saved by St. Clement of Alexandria. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. And Jesus answering said, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall leave what is his own, parents and children and wealth, for my sake and the gospel's, shall receive an hundredfold. Mark 10.29 Quoted inexactly. But let neither this trouble you, nor the still harder saying delivered in another place, in the words, Whosoever hateth not father and mother and children, and his own life besides, cannot be my disciple. Luke 14.26 For the God of peace, who also exhorts to love enemies, does not introduce hatred and dissolution from those that are dearest. But if we are to love our enemies, it is in accordance with right reason that, ascending from them, we should love also those nearest and kindred. Or, if we are to hate our blood relations, deduction teaches us that much more are we to spurn from us our enemies, so that the reasonings would be shown to destroy one another. But they do not destroy each other, or are they near doing so. For from the same feeling and disposition, and on the ground of the same rule, one loving his enemy may hate his father, inasmuch as he neither takes vengeance on an enemy, nor reverences a father more than Christ. For by the one word he extirpates hatred and injury, and by the other shamefacedness towards one's relations, if it is detrimental to salvation. If then one's father or son or brother be godless and become an hindrance to faith and an impediment to the higher life, let him not be friends or agree with him, but on account of the spiritual enmity, let him dissolve the fleshly relationship. Suppose the matter to be a lawsuit. Let your father be imagined to present himself to you and say, I begot and reared thee, follow me, and join with me in wickedness, and obey not the law of Christ. And whatever a man who is a blasphemer and dead by nature would say, But on the other side hear the Saviour, I regenerated thee who wert ill-born by the world to death. I emancipated, healed, ransomed thee. I will show thee the face of the good Father, God. Call no man thy father on earth. Let the dead bury the dead. But follow thou me. For I will bring thee to a rest of ineffable and unutterable blessings, which I hath not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, into which angels desire to look, and see what good things God hath prepared for the saints and the children who love him. 1 Corinthians 2.9, 1 Peter 1.12 I am he who feeds thee, giving myself as bread, of which he who has tasted experiences death no more, and supplying day by day the drink of immortality. I am teacher of super-celestial lessons. For thee I contended with death, and paid thy death, which thou owest for thy former sins and thy unbelief towards God. Having heard these considerations on both sides, decide for thyself, and give thy vote for thine own salvation. Should a brother say the like, should a child, should a wife, should any one whatsoever, in preference to all, let Christ in thee be conqueror, for he contends in thy behalf. You may even go against wealth. Say, certainly Christ does not debar me from property. 
the Lord does not envy, but do you see yourself overcome and overthrown by it? Leave it, throw it away, hate, renounce, flee. Even if thy right eye offend thee, quickly cut it out. Matthew 5.29 Better is the kingdom of God to a man with one eye than the fire to one who is unmutilated, whether hand or foot or soul hate it. For if it is destroyed here for Christ's sake, it will be restored to life yonder. And to this effect, similarly, is what follows. Now at this present time, not to have lands and money and houses and brethren with persecutions. For it is neither penniless nor homelessness nor brotherless people that the Lord calls to life, since he has also called rich people, but as we have said above, also brothers, as Peter with Andrew and James with John, the sons of Zebedee, but of one mind with each other in Christ. And the expression with persecutions rejects the possessing of each of those things. There is a persecution which arises from without, from men assailing the faithful, either out of hatred or envy or avarice, or through diabolic agency. But the most painful is internal persecution, which proceeds from each man's own soul being vexed by impious lusts and diverse pleasures and base hopes and destructive dreams when always grasping at more and maddened by brutish loves and inflamed by the passions which beset it like goads and stings it is covered with blood to drive it on to insane pursuits and to despair of life and to contempt of god more grievous and painful is this persecution which arises from within which is ever with a man, and which the persecuted cannot escape, for he carries the enemy about everywhere in himself. Thus also burning, which attacks from without works trial, but that from within produces death. War also made on one is easily put an end to, but that which is in the soul continues till death. With such persecution, if you have worldly wealth, if you have brothers allied by blood and other pledges, abandon the whole wealth of these which leads to evil. Procure peace for yourself. Free yourself from protracted persecution. Turn from them to the gospel. Choose before all the Savior and Advocate and Paraclete of your soul, the Prince of Life. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Second Corinthians 5.18 and in the present time are things effervescent and insecure, but in that to come is eternal life. The first shall be last, and the last first. Mark 10.31 This is fruitful in meaning and exposition, but does not demand investigation at present, for it refers not only to the wealthy alone, but plainly to all men, who have once surrendered themselves to faith. So let this stand aside for the present. But I think that our proposition has been demonstrated in no way inferior to what we promised, that the Savior by no means has excluded the rich on account of wealth itself, and the possession of property, nor fenced off salvation against them, if they are able and willing to submit their life to God's commandments, and to prefer them to transitory objects, and if they would look to the Lord with steady eye, as those who look for the nod of a good helmsman, what he wishes, what he orders, what he indicates, what signal he gives his mariners, where and whence he directs the ship's course. For what harm does one do 
who, previous to faith, by applying his mind and by saving, has collected a competency. Or what is much less reprehensible than this, if, at once by God, who gave him his life, he has had his home given him in the house of such men, among wealthy people, powerful in substance and preeminent in opulence. For if, in consequence of his involuntary birth and wealth, a man is banished from life, rather he is wronged by God who created him, in having vouchsafed to him temporary enjoyment, and in being deprived of eternal life. And why should wealth have ever sprung from the earth at all, if it is the author and patron of death? But if one is able in the midst of wealth to turn from its power and to entertain moderate sentiments, and to exercise self-command, and to seek God alone, and to breathe God and walk with God, such a poor man submits to the commandments, being free, unsubdued, free of disease, unwounded by wealth. But if not, sooner shall a camel enter through the needle's eye than such a rich man reach the kingdom of God. Mark 10.25 Let then the camel, going through a narrow and straight way before the rich man, signify something loftier, which mystery of the Savior is to be learned in the exposition of the first principles of theology. Well, first, let the point of the parable, which is evident, and the reason why it is spoken be presented. Let it teach the prosperous that they are not to neglect their own salvation, as if they had been already foredoomed, nor, on the other hand, to cast wealth into the sea, or condemn it as a traitor and an enemy to life but learn in what way and how to use wealth and obtain life. For since neither does one perish by any means by fearing because he is rich, nor is by any means saved by trusting and believing that he shall be saved, come, let them look what hope the Savior assigns them, and how what is unexpected may become ratified, and what is hoped for may come into possession. The master, accordingly, when asked, which is the greatest of the commandments, says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. Matthew twenty-two thirty-six thirty-seven thirty-eight. That no commandment is greater than this, he says, and with exceeding good reason, for it gives command respecting the first and the greatest, God himself, our Father, by whom all things were brought into being and exist and to whom what is saved returns again. By him then, being loved beforehand, and having received existence, it is impious for us to regard aught else older or more excellent, rendering only this small tribute of gratitude for the greatest benefits, and being unable to imagine anything else whatever by way of recompense to God, who needs nothing and is perfect, and gaining immortality by the very exercise of loving the Father to the extent of one's might and power. For the more one loves God, the more he enters within God. The second in order, and not any less than this, he says, is, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. Consequently, God above thyself. And on his interlocular inquiring, Who is my neighbor? Luke ten twenty-nine. He did not, in the same way with the Jews, specify the blood relation or the fellow-citizen, or the proselyte, or him that had been similarly circumcised, or the man who uses one and the same law. But he introduces one 
on his way down from the upland region from Jerusalem to Jericho, and represents him stabbed by robbers, cast half-dead on the way, passed by by the priest, looked sideways at by the Levite, but pitied by the vilified and excommunicated Samaritan, who did not, like those, pass casually, but came provided with such things as the men in danger required, such as oil, bandages, a beast of burden, money for the innkeeper, part given now and part promised. Which, said he, of them was neighbor to him that suffered these things? And on his answering, he that showed mercy to him replied, Luke 10.29.31 Go thou also, therefore, and do likewise, since love buds into well-doing. In both the commandments, then, he introduces love, but in order distinguishes it. And in the one he assigns to God the first part of love, and allots the second to our neighbor. Who else can it be but the Savior himself, or who more than he has pitied us? who by the rulers of darkness were all but put to death with many wounds, fears, lusts, passions, pains, deceits, and pleasures. Of these wounds, the only physician is Jesus, who cuts out the passions thoroughly by the root, not as the law does the bare effects, the fruits of the evil plants, but applies his axe to the root of wickedness. He it is that poured wine on our wounded souls, the blood of David's vine, that brought the oil which flows from the compassions of the Father, and bestowed it copiously. He it is that produced the ligatures of health and of salvation that cannot be undone, love, faith, hope. He it is that subjected angels and principalities and powers for a great reward to serve us. For they also shall be delivered from the vanity of the world through the revelation of the glory of the sons of God. We are therefore to love him equally with God, and he loves Christ Jesus, who does his will and keeps his commandments. For not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father. John 14.23, Matthew 7.21 And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Luke 6.40 And blessed are ye who see and hear what neither righteous men nor prophets have seen or heard. Matthew 13.23 If ye do what I say. He then is first who loves Christ, and second he who loves and cares for those who have believed on him. For whatever is done to a disciple, the Lord accepts as done to himself, and reckons the whole as his. Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hungered, and ye gave me to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me to drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. I was naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came to me. Then shall the righteous answer, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? And when saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in? or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, and visited thee? Or in prison, and came to thee? And the king answering shall say to them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. 
again on the opposite side to those who have not performed these things verily i say unto you inasmuch as ye have not done it unto one of the least of these ye have not done it to me matthew twenty five thirty four etc and in another place he that receiveth you receiveth me and he that receiveth not you rejecteth me matthew ten forty luke ten sixteen such he names children and sons and little children and friends and little ones here in reference to their future greatness above despise not he says one of these little ones for their angels always behold the face of my father in heaven matthew eighteen ten and in another place fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom of heaven luke twelve thirty two similarly also he says that the least in the kingdom of heaven that is his own disciple is greater than john the greatest among those born of women matthew eleven eleven and again he that receiveth a righteous man or a prophet in the name of a righteous man or prophet shall receive the reward and he that giveth to a disciple in the name of a disciple a cup of cold water to drink shall not lose his reward matthew ten wherefore this is the only reward that is not lost and again make to you friends of the mammon of unrighteousness that when ye fail they may receive you into everlasting habitations luke sixteen nine showing that by nature all property which a man possesses in his own power is not his own and from this unrighteousness it is permitted to work a righteous and saving thing to refresh some one of those who have an everlasting habitation with the father see then first that he has not commanded you to be solicited or to wait to be importuned but you yourself to seek those who are to be benefited and are worthy disciples of the Saviour. Excellent accordingly also is the Apostle saying, For the Lord loveth the cheerful giver, Second Corinthians 9, 7, who delights in giving and spares not, sowing so that he may also thus reap, without murmuring and disputing and regret and communicating, which is pure beneficence. But better than this is the saying spoken by the Lord in another place, Give to every one that asketh thee, Luke 6.30, for truly such is God's delight in giving, and this saying is above all divinity, not to wait to be asked, but to inquire oneself who deserves to receive kindness. End of chapters 22 through 31.